I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Money Stepper Q&A podcast, question 77, caught in a PCP trap. Today's question comes from Shalina. She asks, please could you advise me on what to do as I'm really stuck and it's really stressing me out. I bought a new car on a PCP deal at the end of June 2013 from Toyota. I part exchanged my old car. I got £4,000 for it. Plus, Toyota knocked £2,500 off the price of the new car. So altogether, I got £6,500 off the original price. I agreed to doing 10,000 miles per year over a three-year term on an APR of 5.65%. I've got seven months to go on my PCP and I'm already at 28,000 miles plus there's some minor damage on the car. The brake pads and tyres need to be changed in less than 1,000 miles which is going to cost me another £816. I called Toyota Finance today. I've said that if I want to return the car now there'll be nothing to pay apart from the damage. If I choose to pay it off before, the, before June... It will be £13,500 or I can part exchange the car. But the value that I've been offered by a few dealers is 13300 So it doesn't seem there's any equity in the car. I've also been told by Toyota Finance that if I want a car from another dealership, they'll offer me a loan at 3.5% APR. Should I do this? I do have funds to pay off the car at the end of the PCP deal in June when the estimated value of the vehicle I think will be £12,000. Is it best to do this or wait until the end of the PCP term? Please can you help me, as I really don't know what to do for the best. I was always told that it's best to buy a car outright, but then everyone's going down the financing route, and I keep being told that a car is a depreciating asset, so I let the car dealership take the loss. But then you never own the car until the financing's all paid off. I'm really confused. What should I do? Any advice is appreciated. I hope you understand my mumble jumble. Well, Shalina, I do understand your mumble jumble. However, it seems you also understand, or at least you listen too much, the mumbo jumbo coming from these car dealerships. You say in your question, and I'll pick out the key points, you said quite a lot there. You said you keep being told that a car is a depreciating asset, so you should let the dealerships take the loss. Well, car dealerships don't take the loss, Shalina. They're pretty much profit making across the board. And they certainly don't take a loss when you finance a car, because that's where they make the money. You pay for the new car, so they make money when you buy the new car, and then you end up paying for the financing as well. The only way to avoid depreciation isn't to let the dealership take it, but it's to buy a car that's already been largely depreciated. So one where another consumer, another driver, has already taken that depreciation. The fall in value between when you buy the car and the end of the first year, depending on the model of the car, can be anywhere up to 60% of the cost of the car. But between year 5 and 6 of the ownership, say, it'll only actually be a few percent. So, always let someone else take that hit, in my opinion. 
let other people take the depreciation and buy a slightly older car to avoid losing money on depreciating assets. I won't go into too much detail on that on this episode because we've got a lot more to get through in your PCP example. But I'd recommend that you go into the show notes, which you'll find at moneystepper.com forward slash question 77, where I'll link to a few articles on Moneystepper that justify why I think it's a much better idea to be looking at slightly older second-hand cars rather than a brand new car in order that someone else takes the hit on the depreciation. So, your question's about your PCP nightmare. So let's have a look at your current PCP deal. In June 2013, you financed the car, you said Toyota GT86, over three years. Now, first of all, you said that you got £6,500 off when you did this. You didn't. Your part exchange, you said you had, was £4,000. You would have got anyway if you sold your car privately. And the discount, well, that effectively meant that you bought a car on finance for £20,000 and not a £22,500 on finance. It's not really a saving, it's just a case of your car was worth 20000 when you bought it, and not 22500 The financing period on the PCP deal, you say, is up in June 2016, and you're only now 2,000 miles away from the point where you'll start paying extra for breaking the limits on the mileage. As you say, you need new brake pads and tyres. These are the kinds of costs that people don't think about when they take PCP. They just see that nice figure that the dealership promotes... They don't think about how much they'll have to pay in repairs, how much they'll have to pay in breaking the limits on mileage and these kind of things. The first thing I'd do is I'd say, think about your new brake pads and tyres. You said they're £816. Where did you get that estimate from? I assume you got it with dealership or with a Toyota garage. And if that's the case, it's probably a lot more expensive than getting it done elsewhere. If you can find a local trustworthy mechanic, you'll find that that quote will be much cheaper to get those jobs done. What you're actually going to do now depends on your priorities. And I can't really tell you what they are because you haven't bought a cheap car. I don't know too much about different types of cars, but according to Google, uh, Toyota GT26 is not a cheap car. And hence, you're probably not going to like my advice of just saying get rid of it and buy a banger. But you mentioned that you've got the opportunity to buy the car at the end of the term and you also said that you've got the funds to do so. So I'm going to give you a bit of generic advice rather than specific advice for your deal. And it's just generally, car dealerships make money, a little bit of money when they sell you the product, and a lot of money when you take finance out on a vehicle. So the finance guys make their money from you when you sign up the PCP deal, not at the end. Therefore, if you have got the money to buy the car at the end of the deal, if you like the car and you can afford that, and the price to buy it at the end of the deal is similar or less to the open market value, then I'd go ahead and buy this car. Then, in the future, stay away from PCP deals for new cars. Instead, come in at this stage. Find another Shalina who has already taken the depreciation on their car, who's already paid for the finance on the PCP, who's already swallowed all of this depreciation, all these costs, and be there to get that deal from them. Next time, let someone else fall for consumerism. Let someone else fall for the patter of the new car salesman and for the cheap finance that you're getting sucked in by. So, to get out of your PCP trap, I would probably wait until the end of the deal in June. Either refuse to take the car at the end and go and buy a car on the open market, or if your purchase price of the car from the dealership at that point is cheaper than the open market and you like this car, then take this car. But, in conclusion, try not to fall for that mistake again. 
In moneystepper.com forward slash question 77, I'll link to an article. It's quite a long, quite a comprehensive article we've written on Money Stepper in the past about whether PCP finance is a good idea. And in the majority of cases, especially on new cars, you'll find that it isn't. Thanks for your question, Shalina. If anyone else has any other questions, moneystepper.com forward slash submit a question. Ask anything about personal finance there and we'll record an episode to answer your specific question. Thank you, Shalina, for your question. Thank you, everyone, for the questions you sent in and for listening to the Money Stepper Q&A podcast. And I'll see you on Friday when we've got another question on our most common topic that we get questions on, capital gains tax. See you then. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 